This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to become bullyproof so we can live our best kick in life. As we know, life ain't all sunshine and rainbows, and bullying is a real problem that negatively affects millions of kids, parents, teens, adults every single day. But there's a solution, and the good news is you found it. The Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life podcast. So get ready to be empowered with hope and self-confidence to believe in yourself to become bullyproof and live your best kickin' life. Thanks, everyone. Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, we're back for another Spotlight Show. And, you know, I, I might tell you this every week, but I'm going to tell you again. And for our new listeners, you're hearing for the first time, I'm going to do everything I can to go out of my way to bring on the best guest because, 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 because I know how valuable your time is. Time is the most sacred commodity on the planet. And the fact that you're spending some time with me and our special guest, boy, oh, boy, I'm going to do what I can to bring the guest on. They're going to do what? You know, make society or what they're doing to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering you with their wisdom, with their knowledge, with their thoughts, and what they're doing in their neck of the woods or their corner of the world or their expertise to make a difference. And my goal with each and every show is to empower you with that hope and self-confidence, just like it says on the screen there, to believe in yourself, to become bullyproof. Now, those watching the live stream, please tune on in, ask some questions. We're more than happy to answer those. Now, And then those listening to the podcast, Obviously, you can't ask the questions now, but what you can do is tune in on Thursday when we record the live stream and not only see what the guest looks like, but ask questions and be a part of it. So who's our guest today? And this is episode number 303. Well, today we're spotlighting a Ziegler Legacy certified trainer, coach, and a John Maxwell coach. He's coached hundreds of people globally from small business owners, CEOs, high-level executive teams, and through his expertise, he has become the authority in the art of coaching training top business leaders to duplicate their success for increased revenues, efficiency, productivity throughout their organization. He focuses on coaching leaderships, the skills that need to create change from the inside of the organization. Internal change helps the organization and will add purpose and transform how it operates. I mean, my goodness. So you might be asking, well, I'm not in the business world. I'm not in the corporate world. How can this guest help me? Well, the same systems that are used in any business or successful business, any successful corporation, we can apply to our own lives because we're all part of something. Maybe we're not a business owner, but we're maybe a part of a, well, a part of a business or job of some sort. So these ideas that he's going to share with us today, think how you can apply these to your life as a parent, as an adult, and our teens that are listening. How can you apply this when you get out in the real world? Yeah, these are all the things that I wish I would have known when I was younger. That's why we do the show, it's why we do the podcast, and why we have the guest on. So he's also a proud, accomplished, uh, proud, proudest is what I wrote down, accomplishments are being a husband to his best friend, Danielle, and a dad of two young fine men, a 10 and a 12-year-old, and he resides in Naples, Florida. And when he's not busy doing everything else, being a family man and what he does with his business, he volunteers his time working with the youth at the local middle school sports teams. In addition, he's a motivational speaker, which gives him great pride to change the lives in such a short amount of time. Now, I've had the honor and the pleasure of meeting him at uh, the Ziegler Legacy Certified Training last year, and uh, we, we connected well before that, but sometimes you connect with people online, and then when you meet him in person, maybe that connection isn't, 
you know, what, what you thought it would be. Well, this connection was, was even better. Uh, we actually sat by each other at the event, and my gosh, uh, he had an opportunity to be on stage. I took a ton of notes and just warmed my heart, and I couldn't wait to have the opportunity to get him on the podcast. So who am I talking about? Well, if you're watching, you see him on the screen here, Mr. Steven. And I, and I, would, I wrote it down to break it down, because sometimes you know a friend, but their last name, you don't say it enough. Krivda. Did I say it? Krivda. Krivda. Oh, my gosh. I even wrote it down. I, I boned the, the, the <laughs> test last week, too. And, and I never cut this stuff. Those that listen all the time, you know, we just roll with the flow here. Well, yeah. sir, gosh darn, aside from me boning your last name, uh, how are we doing? Doing good, man. <laughs> you know, it, it, being, being where you are in the martial arts world and what you're doing across the globe with, with, with hope and self-confidence, it's like when you hear people introduce you, you're like, man, I can't wait to hear this person. Like, who is this? And they're like, hey, that's me. All right. <laughs> that's kind of cool, right? Because we don't think about it, man. You're just kind of rolling with the punches. You're just doing what you can. And, and you know, and hopefully somebody will pick up some impact and maybe some transformation will occur. And uh, so, you know, I don't think about that kind of stuff much anymore. It's kind of funny. So I appreciate that, man. And I got to tell you, it is an absolute honor to be here. And, to, and for you to trust me with your audience, man, I can't even tell you the gratitude that I have for you. So thank you for that. I really appreciate you. Folks, are you loving this guy already? The humility. I'm just honored to have him on my show here, and, uh, and, he, and he's giving me props. That's the reason I have the guests that I do. They make me feel good about myself, just so you know, just right out of the box there. No, uh, thank you very much. Now, I do my best with the, because uh, I know people don't like to talk about themselves, so I do my very best when you, you send in the, you know, your, your accomplishments, and then I do my little digging into your social media profile to <laughs> find out more than I can about you. And uh, uh, so if I missed anything in your list of accolades there, please fill in the gaps. And most importantly, when you're done with that, please give a shout out to your wife and your two kids there because everybody loves hearing their name either yeah. on the live stream, the podcast, maybe you're listening to this in the car and uh, the kids get to listen to dad. So please give them a shout out. Oh, absolutely. Danielle, what's up? Uh, Andrew, Tyler, uh, actually, they're both getting ready for it. I believe they're both in a track meet today and uh, <clears throat> just, just great kids. You know, what's really kind of cool about it is that what we get to do here is, 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 is pour that into our boys. And our children. Um, it's just oh, really awesome. fantastic. Fantastic. I just hit the microphone. There. I just redid my setup yeah. here. Those that are watching the live stream here. So I'm. Uh... <laughs> by, the, by the way, I will shout out that my wife, man, she's probably a better coach than me. <laughs> well, and the fact that you admit that and the fact that you acknowledge that, that just goes to prove what a great coach you are because you realize that, you know, I, I say the same thing. There, there's no way I'd be doing what I'm doing. If uh, my wife, who is behind the scenes, she does not uh, like to be on camera or in the front of the scenes, which is fine, I do. <laughs> yep. So she's behind the scenes, but she's the one that really runs uh, absolutely everything in regards to the business and the finances awesome. and what, what's created the opportunity for us to move to Florida now, but still own our academy in Illinois and uh, give me an opportunity to do more of this, what I enjoy doing and making a greater impact than having you know wonderful guests like you, sir, on the show. Awesome, man. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, let's dive right into this thing and kind of roll along here. So tell us a little more about uh, what, you know, maybe we'll start with this. I know it was a tremendous honor, uh, the fact that you got to get on stage uh, with, with Tom Ziegler and Howard Partridge and, and all the other wonderful speakers and share your message on what you're doing with your coaching program. And once again, those listening in, it's not just about business. I, I, I always get new fans and then I get uh, some others going, yeah, I really like the show, but how can that help me? So I feel guilty that maybe I haven't explained that enough. Any piece of advice you can run away with 
and, and use in your own life is, is going to make your life better as a parent, as an adult, as a business person, as uh, um, just, just a living, breathing human being, right? And yeah. Steve's also a Christian, so we, we have the same values and what we believe in raising our kids. So the fact that you're on stage with that group, you deserve to be there. But what did that mean? And, and uh, um, oh I, 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 you, you mentioned afterwards you're a little bit nervous, uh, as we all would be. I mean, regardless of how many people we coach, when you're on a stage with people like that, oh, my gosh. But you had an opportunity to do it and really make an impact. So how did it feel? And then what did you take away from that to help improve what you're already doing? Yeah, so it's interesting. And, and, and I love that what you said, um, you know, the fact that I, I coach businesses and all that kind of stuff. It's all we're all kind of the same people. And it's, it comes down to communication and how are we communicating with each other? Are we communicating for, from our side of the communication or are we communicating from their side of the communication? And when we come from ourselves, we're only coming from ourselves, but when we meet people where they are and communicate from their, their point of view, it opens up and I, I, I do, I'm a very visual person. So it opens up a massive, right? If you know, if you're listening, I'm, my hands are going wide a uh, massive um, level of communication that can literally transform not only a person's life, but also the business life. You know, it, it creates culture and efficiency and people want to be there. You know, it's, uh, it's just an interesting thing. So I appreciate that. But man, back to that event. Oh my goodness. Uh, I wore a tank top underneath my shirt because I knew the level of sweat that was going to happen when I put my foot on that first step. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, it just happened to kick in when Tom said my name. And I'm going, oh, my word. Tom Ziegler just introduced me uh, to speak to his audience. And it was um, – the experience was so surreal to be on. And, and I love Howard Parchers. I love David White. And I love all the speakers, the, the author and the owner of Success Magazine and so forth. And it was Tom. He was the one that when I'm thinking about it, like, he's such an important person in my life. <clears throat> Um, because I admire him, I respect him, I respect who he is as a dad and a husband and as coach and and as a Christian leader. And I, I <clears throat> for him to even consider having me anywhere near his event, I was an absolute honor. And he's like, "Hey, would you talk?" I'm like, <laughs> "How much time are you gonna give me?" <laughs> and uh, and what did I learn? <sighs> I learned that people are hungry. Um, we're just, we're, we're hungry for, and I, and I don't use the words get better or be better because I don't, because that would insinuate that we're not good to begin with. We're hungry for more. Like we just want more. It's like, man, you know, I, I know that we have this life and it's been, you know, for, for us and, and Daniel and I, we lived a pretty good life before, but you hear pretty good. Like, and to know that there's more there, I'm like, well, what does more look like? I'm like, how do you get happier? And it's so when he when he invited me up there, um, the whole conversation was, how do you show up in life as your true authentic self? And who is that authentic self? You know, uh, <clears throat> so pulling away and I can uh, man, you're going to if you don't stop. me, I'm going to I'm going to go back and I'm going to zero back into where, where, what you asked me. Is it what I pulled away from that was. Um, no matter where we think we are. There's always more to be. There's always another level of service. There's always somebody out there that's waiting for you to be who you authentically are in your life to see what's possible. There's always that person that is possibly looking for inspiration, even if it's like, hey, I woke up today early 
and I got more things done. And they're like, oh, if you did that, I can do that too. And there's, there's, there's people that are waiting for someone like whoever's listening right now. They're just waiting for somebody to show the path that they don't even know exists. And the whole conversation that I had out there is a talk that I've done several times. I'm sure people have heard it before. Um, but what was interesting about it, uh, Rich, was the attention that people gave. You know, and, and no matter where we think we are, there's that space of humility that we get to bring into it. And it's moving that ego to the side for a moment and just showing up as you. Because I, you may have not have noticed, I think I skipped two slides in the presentation, completely missed them. And I went, and I went back, I'm like, man, I think I missed the closer, like the closing part of it. And I'm like, kind of didn't make any sense in my head, but people clapped. So then when I went back, I went, oh, I missed that entire slide. <laughs> so it was just interesting. So to see the whole thing, man, it was just, just a very humbling experience. I, you know, to, to pull it away from that, it's, man, it's just. It's just gratitude. That's fantastic. And, and, and those that are just joining us, Mr. Stephen Krivda here is Krivda. We're listening in on what he has done. He just explained what he talked about at the Ziegler Legacy Certified Training Research. I mean, to be on stage with the Ziegler family, or well, I guess the entire Ziegler family, yeah. minus, of course, Zig. And uh, uh, some of the things, I'm always writing notes, especially uh, with, with, with our guest on here. Uh, uh, Got so many just to touch on here. Uh, the meet people where they are. Uh, that, that's boy, we could all learn from that because I know I often I, I want to try and uh, I don't know. Yes, guide people, and I like the part of my tie this in together about hungry and always more potential people are wanting. But we've got to be willing to, and it reminded me of something I talk to our leaders and our, our instructors about all the time at the academy. Is I believe the greatest leaders, the greatest influencers, and the greatest motivators are to do exactly what you just said. I just didn't think of it that way, meet people where they are, but is to communicate to people and at a level they understand, a level they can uh, grasp onto. doesn't matter if we're talking to a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a teenager, a 30-year-old, 50, 80-year-old, whatever. We've got to talk to a level, or like you said, which sums up everything I have circled around here, is meet them where they are and speak to them in a language that they can connect with. Not talking down, not talking up, not trying to talk in a way that they think is um, uh, to, to make us look or sound better, but to actually mm -hmm. connect with them. Because you're right, people are hungry. They're always wanting more potential. But what we lack, and you being a John Maxwell coach, uh, one of the books I've read from him before is, uh, and I may have the title not exactly right, but it's uh, Everyone Talks, but, or Everyone Communicates. Oh, my goodness, now I goofed it up. So much, show. You got it. Everybody Everyone communicates talks, if you connect. Oh, there it is. Everyone communicates, few connect. Thank you sure. for helping me out there. And uh, um, I probably need to reread that book because it's been years, but it, it, it's exactly right. I mean, there's so much, everybody's blah, 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 but we're really not connecting with an audience on a level that they understand and they can actually grasp and take something away from. And man, oh man, you killed it on the stage there. And no, I had no idea. I don't think anybody else had any idea that you missed a couple slides because we were so engaged in the way where you not only met us where we were, but another no little note I took here is especially for our listeners, you are a leader, you are a hero to somebody. You may not know it, you may not realize it, but you are. And the little things you can do to guide or lead that person is, is gonna have a profound impact. Mm. And obviously Stephen just talked uh, about that in, in, in everything he's done, not only with that speech he'd given multiple times, 
but he was so wrapped up into giving that speech and so in touch with the audience that the slides, I didn't notice. I don't think anybody else noticed. All we noticed is like, man, this guy's got it together, and I can't, my wrist is hurting from taking so many notes. So that's the kind of leadership that uh, you provide to others. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So another note I wrote down was ego versus humility. That's always one of my favorites. I wrote an article not too long ago about that. Well, not too long ago. It's probably been 10 years now. But, uh, and I talked about how, you know, uh, if one's winning in our life, our ego's up here, usually our humility and success is down here. And then mm-hmm. uh, when the humility comes up here, you know, we got to make sure we're still confident within our own abilities, but being humble enough to continue learning. And it's a, it's a fine line. And the line we talk about the academy all the time is have a black belt mindset. I'm sorry, a black belt attitude, attitude of excellence but a white belt mindset always willing to learn more. And that's the ego versus humility. So dive on in a little bit of uh, ego versus humility. You, you brought it up, so I'm going to let you run with it. I kind of gave my little definition of it. Oh, my goodness. How much time do we have, man? <laughs> you know, I, it's interesting. Uh, about an hour ago, I was on a call with a, with a person, one of my clients, and we were talking about this very moment. Um, I just didn't say the word ego. I called it, I called it the system. That when the ego, I, and this is, there's all kinds of different uh, thoughts on ego. And I believe that the ego is there to keep us protected. Um, however, that ego shows up. So sometimes the ego shows up like this. Sometimes the ego shows up here in our mouth speaking. And sometimes the ego has this run, right? And so what was interesting was <clears throat> when I was talking to this person, uh, the ego is a very powerful place because it creates systems. And there's a, we have all these different systems in our life that show that, that we've that we've created to keep us from having pain. Um, so I'll, I'll give a I'll give a, a, a side example, not that person's example, because I, I use I'm a very high confidential person. Um, is that when they were younger, um, and I don't need to know any instances because it doesn't really matter. Everybody has them. Everybody has something, usually between seven and ten, and somewhere like early teens, and then late teens, early twenties. There's usually like three spots somewhere where something happened somewhere, and it became something became some. There was something wrong, and we created a system to where that doesn't happen again. And in this, there's an instance where the um, well, I can come from a guy's point of view from my parents' generation is that we weren't allowed to show tears. Don't cry, because cries for the weak, right? Uh, by the way, super crier here. I'm just gonna throw that out there now. Didn't even know until I was 40. And, uh, and what was interesting was, is that when that happens, you cry and you're like, you're, you're told don't cry. Crying, you know, unless you have a bullet or a bone sticking out, right? Um, <clears throat> don't cry. So you, you put on this, this toughness. And all of a sudden, instead of when you get hurt or those emotions that come up, that feel in a sad area, we flip-flop them and turn them into um, almost aggression or anger. And then what we do is that's a protection mechanism. It's almost like an it's a it's a it's a um, like a force field, right? And so when emotions come up, it's like ah, why would you say something like that? Or or we we become aggressive and we we bark, right? We become barkers. And then all of a sudden now we're in a real argument instead of, and, and that's part of the, that's when the ego is showing up. It's like, you better protect yourself because if they see you in an emotional state, they're going to think you're weak. So instead of looking weak, we need to show strength. We need to King Kong out and make sure everybody knows what's going on. Right. And uh, so it's an interesting space to sit in. 
And that's that's and there's so many different ways that it shows up. And good Lord, if you if you did uh, or because you wrote the article, I'm sure you did research on it. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that it shows up. So what's neat is as I'm having conversations with these people in powerful places, so to speak, um, you know, I, and they use powerful loosely, loosely, um, but when they're in authority positions, probably a nicer way to say it. The first thing I'm listening for is what are the systems that are in place that are not allowing you to show up as your authentic person and being in that space where your people can come to you, right? Whether you're a husband or a wife or a corporate 500 CEO or of a billion dollar company, we're all the same people. So what, what, what systems or blockades are we creating to where we're not, we're not creating a safe environment for a powerful conversation that is authentic and real and vulnerable? So those are the so we talk about ego. The first word that popped up in my mind was systems. That make any sense? Is that clear? I don't know if it was clear. Is that I, I, it was right notes again because I'm a big note taker, uh, and, and therefore I can dive back into it later. I, I've never heard uh, it, it, it put in that way, and but it's fantastic. It, it's the systems that we create for our life, pretty much to protect us from past events, right? And uh, uh, oh yeah, it's fantastic, especially in our listeners. Listen in. If you're on the live stream, feel free. We've got a handful of folks. Jump on in here, ask questions. More than happy. And then once again, those listening to the podcast, especially we're going to attack, jump in on the men right now. Are, are, are we brought up the same way? We can't cry. We can't show weakness. We can't show pain unless there's a bone showing or a bullet wound. <laughs> we're all tough. Now, there's something to be said about that, especially I think today's society is a little on the softer side, so we can always find a balance. You know, just because you go from one extreme to another, the bipolar. That doesn't make things right. Usually the answer is somewhere in the middle here. Um, <clears throat> but ego is a system. That is fantastic that we create. That, that, and, and those systems, almost like uh, 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 replays in our mind, we continue to run them over and over and over and over again, and we get stuck in that repetitive pattern. And it's regardless if it's right or wrong, that's just the way because it's far more difficult to change. Or what is the old saying? Uh, the devil you know is much better than the heaven you don't. Because you're not willing to take that chance. Take that chance of saying, you know what, i got to be humble here. And our, our definition of humility is uh, um, keeping an open mind and always willing to learn. Yeah. Always willing to learn, regardless who you are. And I always like to think ego is an acronym for edging God out, for edging greatness out. Instead of saying, you know what, God, thanks, but I don't need your help right now. I'm going to put you on the shelf. I'll come get you. I'll break glass when need. And then, of course, what do we do when we're in a panic situation? God, please help me. You grab God off the shelf. You break the glass. And then you put him back until next time instead of keeping him front and foremost. So edging yeah. greatness out or edging God out is, is usually a sign of that. I got this. I got this. And, yes, you yeah. want to take charge. But always know that, man, oh, man, humility. Keep an open mind. You're always willing to learn, especially. Now, folks, if you're listening right now, oh my gosh, you're getting a multi-thousand-dollar lesson here for free. So what I always encourage you found value in this, listen to it more than once because you're going to pick up on something you missed the first time. But second, share this with someone else. Why? It's one thing for you to know it and get it. But man, share that gift with the world. That way somebody else has it too. And then when you connect with them, you guys have something to talk about. Yeah, right on, man. Awesome. Good stuff. I just dig right. you. <laughs> I said, I just dig you, man. It was awesome. Oh, thank you very much, buddy. I said I got uh, notes and and, and, and those that keep hearing a bang here, I redid my office, and those who can see the live stream, to uh, uh, accommodate a little bit more with my mic and the uh, setup and this and that. So uh, I, I'm a hands guy. 
Always moving all over the place. So I keep banging this darn thing. As a matter of fact, uh, when I have guests on, I put on this, these, these earphones so I can hear better so it's not coming through here and the sound quality is better. I'm, I enjoy standing up and getting rowdy with the, the other live streams. But uh, uh, it, it, different, uh, different shows call for different uh, uh, setups, I guess. I know, man. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let, let's, get, uh, let's get into the dad talk here. So you're two boys, 10 and 12 years old, and uh, this is going to be, and, and I said there's no set questions. Those that listen all the time, you know, I just kind of go off the cuff. I find that to be more original, more authentic, and more genuine than I have a series of questions that we're going to follow and answer. So this is kind of off the cuff. But yes, uh, um, when the boys get to the preteen and teenage, they, they start the drift, just as we all did, right? You know, dad went from being the greatest human being on the planet to Man, I don't know if dad knows what he's talking about anymore. So advice to other parents out there that may be going through that, especially us dads right now, what, uh, um, what, what would you say to them? Man, that is a big, huge question. My goodness Uh-oh. gracious. I love it. Um, Good. Okay. Uh, just the coaching advice you give your organizations, bang. Let's, let's give it to, to dads out there. Yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I coach my kids the same exact way I coach adults. <laughs> Um, Go ahead and say it again, please. I coach our kids, or I say we, we coach our kids just like we coach adults. Um, so why do you do that? I, I got to ask that question. Because somebody saying, well, why? No, are, are you kidding? Your, 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 your corporate uh, CEOs and, and, and you know, these, these people in these businesses and you know, high-impact businesses, how in the world do you coach them the same as you coach your kids? Good question. I, uh, it's because we, we – it's, it's training – training. It's a harsh word. I'll say it anyway, we're training them to be authentic, to show up as they are, not as, as what society tells them to be, what their buddies are doing and how their buddies are showing up in life. It's, um, it's showing up as they are, you know, our, our, I've got to, I have to, I have to change, I have to, uh, change some of the, the time or the, excuse me, the ages in my, in my bio, because they're 11 and 14. Now the 14 year olds dealing with height going from eighth to ninth grade right now. And he's like, dad. I'm having a really difficult time. And I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? He's like, I get along way better with the high school kids than I do with the middle school kids. And I, and, and I knew exactly why. I mean, it, I knew exactly what was going on. And I go, why? What's going on? He goes, it seems like, it seems like some of the other kids that I know, both inside and outside of school, it seems like they're constantly trying to prove things. Why can't they just be themselves? <laughs> and I was like, it's working. <laughs> and I said, you know, son, I said, because, you know, if you take a look at, if you take a look at parenting, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I'm just going to be straight with you, man. We have no idea what we're doing and every day is different. And I said, so when Daniel and I are talking to the boys, the very first thing, we are very intentional on our relationship with very intentional. We're looking for things. We're paying attention to what's going on. You know, we have, um, we're, we're talking about their homework and their, and what are they dealing with at 14 years old? First thing I, I was like, all right, so I have to have the dating conversation here. We've already had the, you know, the talk a couple of years ago. And, uh, and that was a fun conversation because I was very matter of fact with them. I was nice. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm a good dad. Uh, and, and it was different than when my dad talked to me. And he was like, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard. I don't think I ever want to do that. I'm like, well, you know, you're 12. So, you know, I'll talk to you at 14. (laughs) And 
And so when we're having the conversations now, we've, we have been so open and honest about where we are, how we're showing up in our lives when we have a day that's not the most greatest day. And instead of allowing, I think the, one of the biggest things, Rich, is I don't know how it was when you were growing up. When, when mom or dad did not have a good day, we didn't know. They just showed up that way. So the stories that we created, did you do something wrong? Did I get a bad grade? I don't even know. I, I better go make sure my room's clean. Did I not get the garbage cans? We start playing all these things in our mind. So we're very intentional on letting them like, hey, today was, a, today was a full day. I said, I need like five or six minutes. I'm like, let me gather my thoughts. Just came out of my office. I'm like, I can't wait to hear about your day. Right now, I've got to get some stuff off of me. And they're like, got it. So they can go on their way. I can, you know, go in. I, I like sitting on the front porch on my little rocker, like a, like a 90-year-old guy, just kind of hanging out right there. So we do that. That's one thing there. And then the stuff that's going on in the world, we're educating them on what's happening from our point of view and also the other point of view. So they can start discerning between what's, what they want according to their beliefs. Um, but the bigger thing is, is this is, is when we spend time with them, this guy's not with us. Three years ago, Rich. And, and, and those that are listening to the podcast, oh, my, my you know what Steve held up, the yeah. cell phone. And you've heard me talk about that before. We go out to dinner. Maybe we take one phone because we have to take a picture of a meal to send it to somebody. I'm joking. Sure. No, the phones stay in the car. Yep. They, they, they do. That is sacred time to spend with your kids. Sorry about that. I just wanted to no, narrate what no, you're doing there for us listening to the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, rules, boundaries, and limitations is what we create. And <laughs> I'm going to tell a quick story, and maybe one of your listeners will hear this. Because typically when I do this in a group of people, somebody will go, I've done that. Um, I, I came out of my office. I had like three or four minutes to go to the bathroom, grab some food, and get my butt back in here for, before my next client. I come running out, and I'm answering text messages as well. And I'm going, all right. And, and Andrew walks up. And he says, hey, I got something to tell you really quick. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Now, for those that are listening, I'm looking at my phone, throwing my thumbs left and right. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I, I got you. Right, right. He goes, well, that was it. So, all right, cool. See that you're busy. No problem. We'll talk later. And I looked over at him and I went, I have no idea what he just said to me. So what I told him was, whoever's on my phone is more important than him. So I go, hey, and he thought he was in trouble. I go, get back over here. And he goes, yeah. And I go, I'm sorry, man. That was rude. Here. And I put my phone down. I go, will you tell me again? And it went from a 30-second conversation to a five-minute conversation. And I didn't give a rip because I text. I said, can you give me one minute? I'm going to let my client know that I'm going to be a few minutes late. I just want to let them know because, my, because of my integrity. And he goes, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late. Talking to my son. Be right there put my phone down if they their response was irrelevant because now they know so <clears throat> i spent time with him and now when they talk they know that when we're there they get they get us they get full us without distractions and that they know at that very moment in time that they're the most important thing to who we are wow folks if you got nothing else out of any of this <laughs> podcast or any other podcast take that one to heart i mean take it to heart because we've all, well, I shouldn't say we all, but everybody I know, including myself, have been in that situation before, running from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And the, the people that get left in the dust, 
is, is our kids, is our family, the ones we love the most. And one of my greatest regrets, and it, 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 I've got it in different articles and uh, I talk about it a lot, is In a Minute Buddy. My <sighs> oldest son, Austin, he would come up, hey, Dad, can we, can we do this? Oh, you know what? Just, just another minute, buddy, another minute. And he was, you know, four or five years old. He'd run off and then he'd come back. Dad, has it been a minute yet? Oh, buddy, just, just another minute. And the next thing I know, he's laying on his ball glove, asleep in the floor of the office. And, I'm, and I'd say to myself, gosh darn it, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm going to be a better dad. Now, in my heart, I truly wanted to be. And it's not like I was just saying those things. And that's the way I kind of self-bully myself. I, I remember those, so I don't recreate them again. But uh, anyway, tomorrow came. I would love to lie to you and tell you I always did a better job. But oftentimes, I didn't. So hearing Steve's story here, talk about it. And I'm sure, folks, you've got a story that, uh, that, that connects or relates to you in some way, shape, or form. So my wife, a few years ago, Emmett, my youngest son, he just turned 13. He comes mm. up and I'm, he goes, hey, Dad, I want to show you this. And I said, in a, and my wife was listening. She's in the room with me. And she goes, in a minute, buddy? Is that what you're about to say? Like, oh, wow. Man. She caught me the good right hook of reality there. And I'm like, you know what? No. What you got, little buddy? And, and I gave him the time. Now, here's the thing. I remember that conversation. He wanted to show me something that he had drawn up and something he had worked on and this and that, which in the past I'd have been like, yep, looks great, and then moved on. But remember that. Now, what did I put off to give that time with him? I have no idea. Ooh. And I probably went back to handle that problem, whatever that was, an email, a text, or who the heck knows. I probably handled it a heck of a lot better because I was in a clear frame of mind because I just got the perspective of a, five, or a six-year-old. <laughs> right? That's awesome. So take that to heart, folks. And that was a, that's a great lesson. And uh, I, I wrote down here one of our things that we've got. We've got the ABCs to become bullyproof, but I've got, also got the ABCs for parents. And the C is communicate with your kids, uh, consistently communicate with your kids. And especially talk to them about the small problems and let them know they can come to you with the small problems. And not everything has to be a learning lesson. You know, that's a hard lesson for me to learn. I always wonder, that, oh, we're going to make this a learning lesson. And uh, um, which is good, but when it gets over the top, they're going to stop coming to you because they're tired of hearing the doggone learning lessons. But communicate with them the small problems, because if you don't set up that communication with small problems, there's no way they're going to come to you with big problems. And folks, the big problems are going to come no matter what. I mean, it's just a reality of life. If you try and hide your head in the sand and ignore it, that's, that's the worst thing you can do. But yeah. Keep that communication open. Great stuff. Um, you know, I, uh, wow. can I, can I add something in real quick? Gosh darn. Yes. Uh, something I just, just recently added in when, when something comes up, I'm like, how do you want me to respond to you on this? Like, am I dad or am I coach? Who am I? Ooh. Um, so I, I started doing that with Danielle a long time ago. I'm like, am I husband right now? Or am I coach right now? And she's like, and, and if it's husband, I know, shut up, <laughs> just listen. I don't have to come up with a solution. Sometimes it's just, I just need to get this out. And then when it's coach, I'm like, awesome. Put that hat on. <laughs> um, but there was something interesting that I was told two years ago, maybe three. And it was actually one of my clients. He said, and I was telling him about something. And he said, you know, and it was this information that he received that he was passing on to me. He said, how many summers do you have left with your kids? Ooh. And I went, oh my gosh. And I look right now, maybe four with the old one before he goes off to school or whatever he decides to do. It's not very many, man. <laughs> so yeah, my, wow. my daddy or my coach, what do you want me to be today? <laughs> Think about that folks. I mean, wow. Think about it. 
Mm. I, 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 then, of course, they give, well, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, they're going to do that. And just say, look, I'm, I'm dad, because I love you, but I'm also going to coach and guide you because I want you to be your very, very best. And yeah. as if, you know, I had enough goosebumps and those listening, I hope that hits you right where it was meant to pop you one, is uh, how many summers do you have left with your kids? Yeah. I mean, I've got a 21-year-old, and we all just moved to Florida together. He's still with us, and my 18-year-old daughter, but it's not going to be much longer. And, and I often, Emmett, my 13-year-old, I call him Austin. I mean, because I, I cannot, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I still think Austin's that age, but he's not. And, of course, uh, Emmett will always say, uh, Dad, what's my name again? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's not me being in tune as I should be. So those listening, you've heard this before. I, it's not that I've got everything figured out. I don't. Every day I'm learning more and more what I didn't know, but that's all mm -hmm. part of what we talked about earlier, that ego and humility, being humble enough to admit your mistakes. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole new format of the show, which well, I guess has been that way for some time. The transparency, the honesty, the vulnerability. Why? It's it's connectable. You know, I, I want you to know that I'm a human being too. I'm learning as I go. I make my mistakes. Steven makes his mistakes. But what we've done is we try and turn our mistakes into learning lessons for you and then also realize that when we're talking to our kids, not everything has to be a life lesson, which I'm still working on. <laughs> yep. Wow. Man, good stuff. You feel good? Fine, man. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, this is kind of going completely, well, there's no script to begin with, but if there were one, this is off of it. Um, a lot of dads, a lot of young dads with a lot of teenage boys or preteen boys. You brought it up. Give us a version of the, the talk that you had oh just God. recently had with your son, if you don't mind. Yep. So um, it was, man, I, he, <laughs> I hope this isn't too personal. That kid hit puberty early, man. Good Lord. Um he started, he started getting a little stinky armpit at like eight years old. And I'm going, oh, my goodness gracious. So uh, it was kind of a funny story. Um, no, let me I'll jump in real quick. Was, uh, is this the son that is in high school but he, or middle school that um, uh, it says he gets along better with high school kids because they're not as immature? I mean, it, yes. those are my words. But, but yeah, my, Emmett says the same thing. He's 13. And he goes, I can't stand kids my own age. I go, well, yeah. buddy, you got to give him a chance because he goes, just – he, he, he talks proper of being a martial arts academy his whole life, right? The yes, sir, the no, sir, the please, the thank you, the eye contact, and he's very responsible. And, you know, most preteen and teen boys are not. But uh, anyway, I, I just wanted to ask if that was the same son. Yeah, sounds like his dad caught him respect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, how do I start this conversation where we're not going to be interrupted, Right. And it was just so I have to I have to paint the scenario because it was really funny because my wife tells this story all the time. She thinks I'm a nut. And uh, he was throwing away his sneakers. And I go, hey, have you ever seen what the inside of a sneaker looks like? He goes, no. So I said, well, bring it outside. And I put it in the vise on my bench and I'm, I'm sawing it. I am cutting it open. I'm looking inside of it. And I go, so, <clears throat> sex, huh? <laughs> he looks at me. He's like, what? And I go. So here's the thing. I'm going to tell you what my dad said to me. And then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say to you. And I told him what my dad, my dad basically was like, so got any questions? I'm like, nope. He goes, great talk. <laughs> great talk, son. Great talk. I learned everything in health. So I'm good. Um, so I said, so here's the thing, man. I, I basically, we talked about the respect of women. Um, that they're not an object to use. 
that your friends are going to probably say some pretty nasty things. They're going to talk about boobs and all this kind of stuff. And they're probably going to pull their phones up and they're going to show you images of, of women that are probably not going to have clothes on. I said, so you want to be prepared for that. And I said, um, how you decide to handle that is going to be completely up to you. But here's the thing. Remember this, that little girl that you're looking at or woman or whoever it is, it's, if they're a woman, they could be somebody's mom. If it's a young girl, it's somebody's sister or daughter. I said, you have a niece. So I want you to consider that when you're thinking about these thoughts that are coming up. Because they're going to come up anyway. It's no big deal. It's what the meaning you put into the thoughts or the significance you have in those thoughts. That's what's going to dictate how you treat people. So, and then I, I went into the details. I said, so when you are in love with a woman, I said, or <laughs> when you're alone and all of a sudden you find yourself in that situation, um, I want you to, because he's babysit his, his niece before, I think she was six or seven months at the time. I go, I want you to remember what it's like to watch a six or seven month old little girl. So remember that. And I said, remember that for 18 years, because that's how long it's going to last. And I said, and then we, and then I talked to him about, you know, what sex is and what sex isn't and how, how you respect and how you have those boundaries and what no really means and what yes really means. And we went down every avenue I could possibly think of. And I could venture to say by the look on his face, he was completely disgusted about what we talked about, about, you know, where it's supposed to go. And you should be protected. Those condoms there for a reason. When a girl says, no, I'm protected, don't believe her. It's not her responsibility to be protective. It's yours. And I said, and uh, so I know it landed because when we came in, um, his little brother, Tyler, he looked at me and goes, if, if dad wants to have a sex talk with you, please don't. Oh, it's so gross. You're not, you're not ready yet. You're not, you'll never be ready for this conversation. So so I was, I was just, I was very matter of fact. I, I didn't put, I didn't pull out the penthouse magazine or anything like that. I just, I basically said, look, this is what's going to happen. These are the pressures that are going to come up. And I told him about my first experience. I said, I said, my first experience wasn't a fun experience. There's a whole bunch of people around. They were like, come on, Steve, what do you, what, they, they, they accused me of, you know, orientation and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to be respectful. And they were really hounding on me. And finally I just gave in to, to peer pressure. And uh, it was not a fun experience at all. And I, I said, this is what happened to me. I said, so you've got to be prepared for all this stuff. This is going to come up. And I said, so I'm not telling you to be afraid. Don't, be con don't, don't, don't worry about it. Worrying is not going to change it. And I said, so when it comes up, take a look at it for what it is. Do I like this person? And it's somebody I'm looking to have a long-term relationship? Or is this somebody that <clears throat> I'm going to use for my selfish pleasures? And you have to discern between the two of them, man. I said, you have to do that. I can't be with you when that happens. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, I said, so you, I said, just remember that that person's a real human being. And when people ask you, if it does happen, did you do it? Tell them it's none of their business because it's not. Man, oh man. Yeah, wow. It's pretty harsh. It was not harsh, wow. very direct. <laughs> I personally think you need to give given that talk to everybody. I'm glad you actually thank you for being so vulnerable and transparent and willing to share that on on the show here, folks. That's some uh, you just play that clip for your kids right there. I mean that is invaluable. My gosh, 
uh, <laughs> and going back to, we, we grew up on a farm. So my dad's way of, of, you know, we had horses and cows on the farm, which did it all the time and stray cats. And dad just pretty much said, you see that? You think you want to have a kid? You responsible enough? Then don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> there it was, right? Dad was that time. Anyway, uh, my gosh, no, that is fantastic. So uh, even though we've, we've had the talk with, uh, well, Austin, <laughs> that was many years ago. He's 21 now. But uh, um, son of a gun, we talked with Emmett. But uh, I, I, thank you. I'm going to share a few of those and, and dive back in because, well, he, he was 12. Now he's, well, 13. He's officially a teenager now. And he's, He's playing hockey, so he's around the locker room. And, you know, I was a hockey player growing up. I know that, uh, well, hockey talk or just about any locker room is, is, is you know, fairly degrading, unfortunately, yeah. uh, to, to women because of that machoism, right? You've got to be a man. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And uh, just, just like anything else, we, the, the man thing, yes, I always said don't lay on the ice. Don't fake an injury. and don't. But if you're hurt, there's a difference. But do everything you can to get back up. But also being a man now that I'm older, I would, we use your mom. Would you like it if somebody treated your mom with disrespect or did that? Well, no. Well, I like what you said, but you know, these girls, that's somebody's mom, right? That's somebody's husband or wife, you know, that, that, and then the little girl, that, that's somebody's daughter. Wow. That is a great way to paint a picture so that you don't degrade women. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and for our listeners, can you see why this guy is so good at talking to CEOs and, but yet his own kids and, uh, and coaching the art of coaching? because of that communication like we started talking off here you meet people where they are because they're hungry for knowledge you know his son may have not been ready or wanting that conversation <laughs> but he was hungry because his body was changing and he needed to have it and what does zig say if you don't talk to your kids about it they're going to learn from somebody and it certainly isn't going to be what you want them to learn <laughs> mm, amen to that <clears throat> wowzers um Boy, boy, I've got so many notes here, and we're, we're at 45 minutes already. What, this has been fun, man. We, we should have done this a long, long time ago, yeah. and uh, we, we definitely need to, uh, to do it again. And we've still got some time left, if you've got some time, for a Absolutely. couple more thoughts. Awesome sauce. Um, so, obviously, you communicate with your kids. Uh, in, how long have you been married to Danielle? Uh, we got married in 2004, so we're 18 years in this June. Eight. Oh, my gosh. Well, congratulations there. What's, what's the date? June what? June 19th. June 19th. Yeah. That'll be 19 years or 18? 18. 18. 18 years, yep. It'll be 18 years in June. That is fan fantastic. As we know, unfortunately, um, uh, you get over that, uh, what is it, the first three years and then the seven-year hump and then the decade, and then you keep striving for the, the, the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. But um, and, and you mentioned, I think it's a pretty cool thing when you talk to your wife. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to be a, a husband or do you want me to be a coach? Yeah. How, how does that generally work out? Um, it, 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 it's. <laughs> I'm I would sure say some guys probably are, are wondering right now. Huh, yeah. How does that work out? I'd say it's about fifty-fifty. Um, and I'm a, and I'm a. When I, when I coach, I don't, I don't tell or give advice. I just ask questions on what I think I see. So she knows the questions are coming. If okay. she wants me to be her coach, I'm like, hmm, all right. So what's happening there? Can you tell me a little bit more of what's going on? And uh, so I just draw it out and allow her to see where things are going, just like a client. Just you know, I just allow the person to see from where they all of a sudden they go, of course, this is exactly what I'm doing. Got it. So it's so now. What, what if she says, "I want you to be the husband"? Then, then, then what's the the process? Well, I just sit there and listen. And I'm like, because <laughs> I'm a hugger, and she's not really a hugger. 
Okay. I'm like, uh, well, she actually, actually, she's turning now. My my wife is meshing into me. <laughs> um, I'll be like, can I give you a hug right now? I'm not quite sure what to do. And she's like, if you if you feel like you need to give me a hug, give me a hug. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm I ask. I'm like, so I'm like, man, that's a lot. Do you want me to respond to that right now? How do you want me? To, what do you want me to do? Like, because I don't want to, because people in a high emotional state or an emotional state, sometimes, man, you say the wrong thing and, and she doesn't, my, my, Daniel really doesn't have a temper. Um, man, I don't really want to, I don't want to see it though. <laughs> so I do a lot of asking. I am, I'm constantly asking. I'm like, so how do you want me to be now? You said husband. So should I respond or did you just want me to listen? I'm a great listener. Um, oh, that's fantastic. All right, man. So a lot of great takeaways here, but that might be the one to, to, to save you from the, the cold treatment, the silent treatment, or sleeping on the couch, or or, or, or just having to uh, cook your own dinner or whatever. <laughs> That's invaluable advice right there as well. And good deal. So those tuning in again, please don't feel free to jump on in, say hi, give your questions. Those listening to the podcast, you can join us live. We record every Thursday, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We've always got a different guest on. Of course, you can listen to it if you're on the podcast, listen to it right now. But man, I tell you, it's pretty cool to see a face, put a face with a voice, and then also, also chime in and the questions. And then those watching the live stream right now, and we got quite a few, make sure on Monday when this thing airs on the Grogan's podcast, the Grogan's Bullyproof podcast, check that baby out and listen to it in your car because you're always going to pick up on something the second time uh, or third time that you listen to it. And then I always like to encourage you to please share this with somebody. Not only is it going to help you know, the show continue to grow to make our tribe bigger and bigger and bigger, which is going to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. But gosh mm -hmm. darn, you're going to hear so much more and you're going to empower someone else. Because as Stephen said earlier, and I love that, everyone's hungry. They're hungering. They're, they got a hungering. Listen to me. <laughs> they got a hankering and a hungering for more knowledge. I mean, everybody wants that. They want to have a little bit of an edge in regardless what that is. Because truly, I believe everyone wants to be happy. And we've got so much negativity in the world and society mm -hmm. with our, what I call the devil's workshop, which is the mainstream media flooding us with everything that's wrong with the world. And, you know, I'm victim to it too, because I allow that weed to get planted in my mental garden and I've got to go dig that thing out. Well, what we're trying to do is help you dig those weeds out, but also plant those positive seeds because what's your plants, what's going to grow? Plant positivity. Mm -hmm. You plan how to talk to your 12 year old. You plan how to communicate with your wife how to communicate with CEOs, how to communicate with your team and leaders. Boy, oh boy, think about the seeds you're going to grow there. That's just knowledge. That's just wisdom. And it's mm -hmm. wisdom based on our experiences, what we've learned, but also what we're continuously learning. And uh, that gets back to the humility thing. Wow. Well, good stuff, man. This has been cool, man. <laughs> All right. So um, what's, uh, uh, if we had a couple, and we've had so many takeaways here, but goodness gracious, Something that uh, um, maybe for whatever reason, everything we've said has kind of tinked off the surface. It never really didn't connect with this. And obviously, there's no way to connect with everybody. But maybe it's like, man, I wish they would have touched on this. Or, man, what, I, I need this takeaway right now. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm a part of a, a, a job that I don't necessarily like. My life's not exactly going where I want it to go. I'm kind of searching. What can we give them? Whew. Well, <clears throat> and, and normally I don't ask this stuff of questions. I, I, I really don't, but my gosh, the, 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 the notes that I've got here, I figure I'm going to learn too. <laughs> right on, man. So somebody that's going through life that, doesn't, that feels unfulfilled, is that what I'm hearing? 
Yeah, pretty much. All right, cool. So they're, just kind of, they're going with the ups and downs, but they really have no destination, no course. They want something better. They're listening to this show. They're reading the right books. Um, they're, they're, they're following you online. And, and, but it's just like, man, everything's just kind of bouncing off. Nothing is really stuck. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that there's a, couple, there's a couple things here. So I'll start with this first. Is that most of us, we're looking for happiness, joy, peacefulness, uh, or peace, um, fulfillment, purpose, all out here. I call them the in order tos. In order to be, in order for me to be happy, this needs to be here. In order to me be peaceful or successful, this needs to be in place first. And <clears throat> guilty as charged, by the way. Uh, so when when we take a look at at what do how do we what do we look for as what success truly is in our life? And what I mean by success is successful marriage, successful parents, mom, dad. Successful kids, right? Us as, as work kids too. Uh, successful at the office, all that stuff. No matter what you're doing, what is your real definition of success? Now, where most people sit is with being out of debt, being married for so long, having this many kids, driving a car this way, a home this way, whatever. Whatever most people create that definition of success is. And I've kind of flipped that a little bit. And when we take a look at <clears throat> what we truly, truly want. Like, what is it? Like, really dive into it and, and, and set a timer for an hour. Like, really hang it and write down, what do I really, really want? And then once we get that written down is what, what makes that so significant? Like, paying off your home, like being out of debt. Like, who cares? Like, why do you, why do you care about being out of debt? What does it mean for you? Well, it, calls, it will create more peace. So, cool. So, success isn't really being out of debt. Success is creating peace. Yeah, cool. So what's your definition of peace? So we get to start diving into this stuff and really looking at it for what it really is because <clears throat> I, I, it's a long conversation shortened really fast. Is it, and I'm going to come back to the very beginning of our conversation talking about showing up as your authentic self. Is that when you look at all of these things that we, we create happiness around, you know, I love my wife. I Man, there's not a person on this planet I love more than that woman. Sometimes the boys will rival her a little bit. Um, but, you know, they kind of, I, I would, I, you know what, just as fairness, I'll put them all in the same playing uh, level field, right? Uh, just so in case you listen, I'm like, come on, dad. Um, <laughs> so when I, when, I, when I look at our marriage, our marriage is not a successful marriage because we've been married for almost 18 years. It has nothing to do with that. And it has everything to do with how we're showing up in the way we are looking at stuff and how we're putting meaning into things. Because the meaning of a successful, a successful marriage is not being married for a long time. Because I know a lot of unhappy married couples who have been married for a long time. <clears throat> it's the ability when we're looking at creating peace and happiness and, and, and joy in our life is that when we start removing these masks of who we think we need to be in all these different situations, like removing my dad mask and, and my husband mask and my coach mask and my coaching on track, taking that mask off. It's like, if I have to keep control and keep tabs on all that stuff, it's a no wonder I'm not at peace. It's a no wonder I don't feel fulfilled at my job. 
It's a no wonder I'm not fulfilled as a husband or a dad because I don't even know who I am. So the question is, is how can you show up as who you are in all those places? And what it does is it, it, it really forces us to look at when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm dad, I show up like this, right? Like, I, that was me. When I'm husband, I'm going, what can I do for you, honey? How can I be the super awesome heavy man male around the house today? Or on the track, come on, boys, hurry up and run before somebody catches you. And I was like, all these different things. It's, it's, it's what's up, boys? Hey, baby. Good job, guys. I'm the same person in every single place that I show up in. So am I happy and peaceful and joyful? Yeah, totally. Because I don't have to worry about who I was and who I'm going to be. I could I continue to be the same person over and over again. Now, when it comes to fulfillment, when that starts occurring in your life, you can actually see what you authentically like to do. Like, if you don't like your job, it might not be the job. It might be how you're showing up in the job and how you're viewing how that job either makes you look or how you feel as that position. It might also could be how you see your boss as maybe overbearing or have his thumb on your, on your, on your, what do you call it? A boot on the neck, right? Having the boot on your neck all the time. Well, <clears throat> how are we seeing that? Is that, is that making us, is it, listen to the language too. Is it making us feel disrespected? Is it making us feel less than? Because in order to be made to feel that way, we have to accept that they're saying that and accept that opinion as a possible fact over an interpretation of what we think it really is, just words or just our perception of what's happening. And if we're in a job or a career or whatever is happening, it's once, once we become grateful that we actually have that space to be in, then it opens up our minds and we stop looking out of desperation and we start looking and, and, and looking and coming from a place of gratitude going, me, you know what, this, this is, I'm super excited about this job. It's really not the one for me. So I wonder what that one would be like instead of, I got to get out of this job. I hate it here. And I'll just accept anything just a little bit better. And then we're just, we, we take our unhappy and we move to another place of unhappy. It's just different unhappy. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. And, and the way you're able to not only consolidate what you said there, but the examples you gave with the, the being the dad, being the dad, being the husband, being the husband, the, the, the <laughs> two different sides of it. And it, it gets right back to what we started off talking about. Uh, uh, how are you showing up? Yeah. Who are you when you're showing up? That's just fantastic. And, and folks listening, how many great examples was that? And how many of those examples can you connect with? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to raise my hand on almost all of them. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> And, and the, the mask, have you ever read the book, uh, The Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Howes? Mm, no. It's, it's, it's a good one. He, he talks about all the different masks we wear in life, uh, which, man, it sounds like you, you could have wrote the book with him there, what you just described. Um, it but it's all the different masks we wear in life. But uh, the longer those masks are adhered to our face, meaning the longer we're trying to hide who we really are, the, 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 more, it, uh, the more difficult it is for us to really come out because we've gotten used to that person and it's all we ever know. Kind of, we mentioned it earlier, it's the devil you know is, is in, in our minds often when we're caught in that land of, of unhappiness. We think it's the situation or we think it's the job, we think it's the relationship when chances are it's us. But the longer we're with that mask on, it can't be us. That's our mind telling us that. It's gotta be this. 
So if I move to this situation, it's going to get better. Well, if you don't change who you are, if you don't take that mask off, if, if you aren't willing to sacrifice the devil you know now for the heaven that you could experience mm. later, but your willingness to change, it's never going to change. And it's so amazing. And part of the Bulletproof brand is what makes it different than anything else. Um, and, and I always like to set this up and say, yes, I, I love the fact that people talk about anti-bullying and stop bullying and bully prevention. Yeah, it spreads awareness. Yeah, put the kids in a blue shirt because we're creating awareness. We do that one day a year. Well, mm. bullying has been around since Cain and Abel. Well, actually, if you kind of think of it, it's been around since Adam and Eve, right? Satan bullied Eve, and then Eve, well, in a sense, bullied Adam because of his weakness to take a bite of the apple, right? Well, and then, of course, Cain bullied Abel. So it's been around since the beginning of time. I wasn't around then. Even as great as you are, you weren't around then. <laughs> Nobody we know was around then. And with social media now, it's gotten far worse. Well, bully prevention, yes, but it's not preventable. It's going to happen. But what we can do is we can empower, and that's the bully proof. That's that armor. But that is built from the inside out. Bully prevention is trying to prevent something out there that's been going on since the beginning of time. You're not going to prevent it. And I'm not saying don't give up, spread awareness, but we got to take cause and action. And that means what exactly what you said. It's got to be built from the inside out. I can't change the outside world when my world's a disaster. And, you know, I fight the demons. I call them in my head all the time. But I got to realize I got to show up for, and, and this is episode number 303. I'll tell you what, there's been so many episodes I did not want to show up for. <laughs> I'm just be honest with you. I'm glad I did. It's like going to the gym. You always feel better when it's done. But I wouldn't have 303 episodes. And I know uh, I, I say that because I get a lot of uh, other podcasters that listen and watch the show and countless questions. Uh, how do I get 303 episodes? I said, we got to film number one first. And then you got to film number two. And then you got to film those days and record that you don't want to do it in order to keep moving. But you got to show up. And it's got to be from the inside out. And that's mm -hmm. the bulletproof. And folks, listen, that's exactly what Steve's talking about here. It's you can't change the outside world just because you go to a different job or get into a different relationship or, or what have you if the inside's a chaotic mess. Yeah? yeah. I mean, I, I kind of put words in your mouth, but I'm guessing that's what you were saying, right? That, that's what I interpreted. Spot on, brother. Yeah, yes, sir. Awesome sauce. And then, and, and folks, why'd I have him on? Well, one, he's wonderful. He's amazing. And I wanted to learn. But two, you can see how that fits right in with what we talk about every single episode, the mm. Bullyproof brand, putting on that Bullyproof armor, boom, you're powered now. Because it's not a matter of if, but when you're going to be bullied, when those arrows of society attack you. And it's just like you, you don't go to work without any clothes on. You don't get on social media or live stream without any clothes on. Well, I suggest you also put on your Bullyproof armor before you get on social media or before you go out into the world, because I guarantee you there's going to be someone trying to attack you. And they attack your two most vulnerable areas, your heart and your mind. That's our two most vulnerable areas. That's the areas we have to protect the most. Believing in ourselves, having a good, beautiful, wonderful heart, but also be strong enough to realize that eh, we, we, we've got to fix us in order to fix others. And then, of course, what does Zig say? How do you get everything in life you want? By helping enough other people get what they want. Yeah. And it comes right back. Amen. Serendipity, baby. Just like this, this show here. Uh, taking notes, learning so much, and having a great conversation. Good stuff. Cool. What'd you think, buddy? With good stuff? Did you have a good time? I had a blast. I can't believe an hour went by. It's crazy, man. Well, that just means we're gonna have to have you on again if, if uh, you can squeeze in the time. Oh, I'd love it. That'd be so cool. I would love that. Yeah. Well, awesome, awesome. Uh, well, golly, man, it, was there anything we missed that you wanted to leave them with? I mean, that was fantastic. But if there's one more little nugget or or your thoughts. Yeah. 
So last, I do. Um, and it was sitting in front of me the entire time. Interesting enough is that <clears throat> if we can take a look at how we're reacting in life, when you realize that you're reacted, don't, there's no reason to beat yourself up. It's simply what happened. However, what we can do is take a look at, is this a cycle that's shown up before? And if it did, start looking back and see where that started. And going back to the ego that we talked about with system, it's probably a system we put in place that started creating it. And, now you, and then it's not about stopping it, changing it, or anything like that. Simply become aware of it. It's kind of like a truck coming down the road. If you're aware of the truck, you can go and let the truck go by. <laughs> if you're listening, I step to the side. Um, so that's, 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 it's, and it's the cycles that we're not, we're not paying attention because we're allowing life to happen instead of happening inside life. That's all. The cycle. Folks, uh, I didn't even mention this. We got to talking about so many other things. Stephen's also a martial artist. So it could have been a punch was coming at him and he'd sure. stepped out of the way. And we, we, I give the same example with the kids, you know, you're standing on the tracks, the train's coming or a truck's coming or a punch is coming. If you don't get out of the way, you're going to eat the doggone thing. So that's awareness, right? Being aware of that. No, that's fantastic because I am plenty guilty of that too in regards to uh, um, reactive. You react to something and then you're like, gosh darn it. Why did I say that? Why didn't I think about it? And then you, 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 the moment's over, then you beat yourself up continuously. And I, and I have a horrible t uh, problem, I'll confess here, of doing that because I, 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 my wife goes, why do you keep doing that? I'm like, well, I'm trying to remind myself so I don't do it again. And she mm. goes, well, all you're doing is you're, you're miserable. You made a mistake. Learn from it. Move on. I said, yeah, but if I keep pretty much bullying myself, I won't repeat the mistake. But when I'm in a state of bullying myself, how am I any good to anybody? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's super disempowering, man. I'm guilty of that too, brother. <laughs> uh, and folks, just like it says, uh, it's kind of our motto. They're empowering others with hope and self-confidence. And why that's so important is because even a, just a, a little flicker of hope, just a little bit of spark or a little bit of light, or we can add to that and grow from that. But if that sparks out or that lights out, Holy smokes, that's when the bad things happen. We mm -hmm. want to continue to have that hope. And as you've heard me say countless times, there's billions, that's with a B, billions of people that go to bed every single night lacking hope, lacking self-confidence, lacking belief in their self that tomorrow is going to be a better day or that they're going to find the answers they're looking for. We have got to be that light. We have got to do our best to help them. And you might be saying, well, man, I don't have any hope and self-confidence. Well, if you're listening to this show, hopefully, hope, 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 Hopefully, we just empowered you with a little hope and self-confidence. And the best thing you can do is replay this a second, third time to capture everything that you missed the first two times. But then once again, I can't encourage you enough to share it with somebody else. And then, of course, there's my little promo here. Give us a little shout-out and a little five-star review because, my yeah. goodness, that's how it gets higher in the, the search rankings and the Apple and the Google and all, all that stuff that I'm not very familiar with. I just uh, um, <laughs> need to remind you to do it. But give us that little review simply because that's going to put it higher on the list so more people can find the show. So, Stephen, please, and, and we should have talked about this earlier, but how do people get a hold of you? I, I, you know what? I loved everything I heard here. You're the ideal coach for me or my company or my business. Man, I just want to connect with you and maybe talk to you more <laughs> about that talk because I've got a 12-year-old, and I, I heard it, but, man, I've got some questions. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can go, and my name is right on the, on the, uh, on the screen, stevecrivda.com. They can go right there. It's the easiest way to do it. And if they, if, if they reach out to me and they say that I was on um, Grogan's Bullyproof podcast, I'll send them out one of my book, my little books here. Oh, so that, you took him up too. I've got, I've got, you're daggone right, I did. 
No, it's silly so if I didn't beat anybody up. Uh, I, I just talked about this the other day, and, and you know, sometimes I, I well, I'm just going to be me. I was so honored to have the opportunity to do it. At the same time, I was a little disheartened at, at, at the few people that took Tom up on his offer. Like, right. gosh darn, come on. I mean, I guess another part of me, the ego side was like, all right, not too many people are doing this. <laughs> right. right. I'm the elite. <laughs> exactly. But, plus, but good plus stuff. if they do reach out to me, Rich, I will, uh, I'll give them a, I'll give them an, I, my complimentary coaching sessions are anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. And you won't know the difference between a paid conversation and a complimentary conversation. I'll pour into the person. So if they want one of those, go right to stevecrypto.com and just reach out to me. That's fantastic, folks. Take him up on it. I mean, what do you got to lose? Goodness gracious. If you enjoyed this show, you imagine without me butting in and interrupting, you could have one-on-one -on -one with Steve. I mean, think about that. Golly, right? All right. Yeah, Good right stuff. On, Steve, thank you so, so very much. I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. I know time is the most valuable, sacred commodity, and you spent an hour plus with us uh, <clears throat> giving your gift to the world for free. Thank you very, very much for what you're doing. Folks, I love you. Thank you for your time. I truly appreciate it, and I promise you this. I'm going to go out of my way to do the very best I can to continuous, continue learning and continuously finding the best guest to have on the show to empower you with that hope and self-confidence to believe in yourself. Each guest has their own vision, own uh, expertise and knowledge and wisdom that they're going to share with you. So please tune in. Awesome. I love you. God Thank loves you. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Please, folks out there listening, share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll become your very best. You'll become bullyproof. Yes. And you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Can't wait to read your comments. Can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please subscribe and please share this podcast with your kids, family members, or anyone else who could benefit from this empowering message. And if you think we earned it, I kindly ask that you please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life tribe. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll become your very best to become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.